Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, welcome to Women in Business, where we celebrate influential women making a difference in our community. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. I'm your host, Megan Porter, and I'm here today with Dr. Hayden Nunn. I'm the practice manager for North Georgia Audiology, and Dr. Hayden is our lead audiologist at our Woodstock location. We are so excited to introduce our Women in Business series. Our objective is to educate our wonderful community on the allied health professions and the very talented, knowledgeable women who run them. Here today, I have Christy Estes and Jennifer, a.k.a. Jen Puckett, (laughs) co-owners of In Harmony Pediatric Therapy. Both accomplished women have so kindly volunteered their time to share with you all the many aspects of their careers and how they are both helping to make a difference in our community in healthcare. So let's just start today by you guys telling a little bit about yourself. And I am super interested on how you guys formed the M Harmony Pediatric and how you became as big as you guys are today. Yeah. Well, hi, friends. I am Jen Puckett. I grew up in Cherokee County, and um, I graduated from UGA with music Go therapy. Ooh. Go dogs! Go balls! Uh, did, <laughs> did my internship in the Fulton County School System, and then started working for a private practice. And uh, I'll bring Christy into this because I was opened my own practice in 2005, and I was in homes doing all in home therapy. And doing some schools and some other things. And a lot of the families had Christy as their occupational therapist. And um, so I was their music therapist. So we got to know each other through co-treating. And they would come in and co-treat for some kids together. And so over the years, and a big, tall cerveza (laughs) at Viva Mexico (laughs) in one meeting, we said, hey, let's open a clinic. So, Christy? So, I had a home-based therapy practice doing just occupational therapy, and then I added speech therapy. So, music therapy only seemed to make sense to all, all of us partnered together, and I moved from Marietta all the way up to Canton, so far up north here in the Boons. <laughs> so, um, and I'm Jen and I kind of par- paralleled a lot with kids, and I just said, "Why are we driving 400 miles a week? Like this makes no sense." When Canton has nothing like it around here. So again, over a large cerveza, we um, we decided to open Maybe a clinic. <laughs> We decided to open the first of three locations, um, clinics in Harmony Pediatric Therapy. So when I say first of three locations, we don't have three locations. We moved from a small location to now our big location. So That's awesome. Tell me a little bit more about kind of your practice and, and what all happens there. Like walk us through a day to day and just kind of... Well, we are so, so fun. I like to get it (laughs) out of the way first. Um, But we work really hard to serve families in this community. I care deeply about this community. And Christy, after moving here, has... It's, it's like she's a Cantonite now. Sure. Um, but we wanted to serve families and we wanted to make it easier because when you get 
whatever diagnosis you get, it is overwhelming. It's earth shattering for parents. And um, so we wanted to make that process easier for them. And so our clinic has, I'll talk about the music therapy. Um, We have music therapy where we work with itty bitties all the way to older adults and even into end of life. And we work um, many populations there in between. So Therabeat is the music therapy company. So we, um, that is part of in harmony pediatric therapy, but we also go outside of the clinic um, and we serve in schools and other facilities. That's why there's two kind of separate companies within our clinic together. Um, but inside the clinic, it is very fun and we work in harmony a lot. There's a lot of co treats, particularly with physical therapy and music therapy. Uh, we do a lot of co treats. So, you'll one of the things I have to teach my interns is how to walk backwards with a guitar while you're not running into walls, uh, when you're working on <laughs> gait training, um, because you're focused on the patient, but yet, you know, you're trying to lead them and motivate through that, um, rhythmic training and the, and music. And then I run rising stars children's therapy, which is within in harmony. So in harmony is composed of two different companies under one roof. And it just worked that way beautifully because we both had our separate companies doing home-based therapy. And then we kind of merged and made this mother company, I guess, over the two. <laughs> So I run the occupational, physical, and speech therapy parts of the company. So we also work very closely together. Most of our clients come from more than one therapy, which is pretty amazing and very convenient for the families. We do partner a lot, again, with music therapy. But the best thing I can say about our building in the day-to-day is that we're not just therapists, and our kids are not our clients. They're literally part of our InHarmony family. And we celebrate births. We celebrate milestones. We celebrate families moving, getting married, you know, whatever may happen. We celebrate so much with our families, not just, they don't just come in the door, get therapy and leave. So I will probably say that's probably one of the biggest successes with it within in harmony is how Jen and I have made it a community and not just a place you come for an hour a week and then leave. Yeah. When we did that lunge and learn last year, we walked into your building and it was very inviting, positive environment everywhere. You could tell everyone was there was had a smile on their face. And the best part, I think you brought your puppy. (laughs) Maggie Jane. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, they have an office dog. We have a theme going on here. And so I just wanted to like prop you guys on the environment you created inside of in harmony because it is amazing it really is yeah yes. i can attest to that too like even even all the kids that were getting the therapy were having a blast and you could tell and like normally kids don't really like going to therapies or doctors but all of those kids were smiling that day and I, I would just add our goal is to like walk through life with the families as much as we can. So a lot of Christy and I, we do a lot in the community, but it all comes back to how we can serve our families better. Um, whether we're trying to find a new crib that will let, an, you know, NG tubes go through or whether we're trying to find um, new adaptive equipment for a family like that becomes a big part of our days as well. Um, but it's an honor to be able to work with these mamas because we both have kids. I have three. Christy, you have two? I have two, yep. And it's it's an overwhelming world with all these little, little jokers running around. <laughs> and so you throw in medical needs on top, and it's just a lot. It's a lot. But I, you guys do a good job at making it not stressful. So, And I appreciate you noticing people smiling because I do. we do have clients often say, when you walk into this building, everyone is smiling. And I smile all the time. I'm kind of like that movie <laughs> Elf, you know. Um, I, I'm always smiling. And I feel like it's a huge 
I guess, takeaway for families to see even our staff. I mean, they seem happy. I hope they are happy. So mm-hmm. we try to make it a happy place to be. So. Yeah. For so, those so of you that don't know Chrissy and Jen outside, like I know them because <laughs> of Orange Theory yeah. and Chrissy always has a smile on her face. And I'm just like, how are you? smiling right now I'm dying (laughs) meanwhile I'm over there on the floor (laughs) we like to tell everybody how fun we are yes Yes. it is a good time time. (laughs) (laughs) so you you also do uh teaching there too tell me a little bit about um your experience with interns and kind of how that works yeah so we will actually start number 34 and 35 in the music therapy realm of interns so they are with us for six months and they come from universities all over. Right now we have one from Georgia College and one from a school in California. So they come from all over the U.S. and we work hand in hand with their university to make sure their goals are met. Um, but it is a process. We, Christy just saw me going through the last um, ring. We had tons of interviews come in and we picked two. So um, we're proud, but it's it's a team effort. Our team is amazing. Um, and it's a very teaching facility throughout. We have a lot of students. Yeah. From an OTPT speech standpoint, we get interns. We only have 12 week interns from the colleges and we have like right now we have four at the same time. So my therapists are working with four different students and this is so they can graduate similar to Jen's, but hers are six months. Ours are 12 weeks and they kind of hop around to different places. But aside from just college based students, we get a lot of high school students, a lot of um, just pre-college students or students looking to go to grad school and they need hours. I probably get, gosh, 20, 20 emails a week asking for volunteer hours because we have a good reputation and it's a great place to learn. So I apologize to anyone who has emailed me. I don't get back to you. It's hard. It's very difficult to get through them all and to pick people. But, um, you know, we have, we try to be a teaching facility. We couldn't be where we are without mentors when we were back at that age. Mm So, you know, we got to give back to the community. That's awesome. I really, I really appreciate that coming from having to do that myself too because audiology you have to have an internship for a year and where you go and that placement that you get makes all the difference mm-hmm. so and I can already tell you guys are probably <laughs> some of the most awesome mentors these students have ever had so we humbly yeah, say yes definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so um tell us a little bit more about what it's like being a business owner so walk us through kind of all of the behind the scenes that people don't really think about. So you're in the clinic and then you also are running a business too. So what are some challenges (laughs) that you faced with that? I mean, I'll start with this. I would probably say people think running a business is easy. And (laughs) as we can say, oh, people, and also they think, oh, you run your own business. You must be a multimillionaire. (laughs) That's kind of what people I feel like think, you know, and the first, gosh, five years of our business or hell. I mean, just to say, honestly, it was really, really difficult. You're, you're not making any money. Every penny you're making is going back into the business. You're trying to find the right staff. You're trying Developing to manage procedures, procedures. That yes. Was huge. Trying to find the right people, trying to train, dealing with all the things you're doing wrong and trying to make them right. Also managing your own family, your own ch- children, your own, you know, partners and whatever and friends. But I will say, I think now I could probably run it in my sleep, but it took, we're 13 years in. So it took 13 years as a partnership. And prior to that, you know, another several years before we even opened the clinic. But I feel like we do a really good job. We are business partners. We're best friends. Our families are friends. Like uh, we do it really well. And I think now I've been able to prioritize and have a really 
much better work-life balance than I did Gosh, the first eight, seven, eight years. And and I got to add, you never know for us if we are chasing a rooster out of the backyard that climbed the fence from the neighbor's car. A rat hit by a car in the lobby. It got hit by a car, ran in our lobby. A snake we just pulled out. I was leaping over a snake, checking on the AC units while Christy's on FaceTime, telling me to keep going. It's fine. So I'll tell you one of the challenges. Challenges in that is owning a business and the building and the property because now we've purchased and we had to go through all the zoning and all that fun. But it was a sort of we both say it was an identity crisis going from being full time treating therapist for years as we were opening, we were working 32, 36 treating hours a week, too, plus having our kids. And then we were having meetings. I think that's where the hell came in because I don't know how we did. We were tired. A lot of cervezas. A lot of fun. (laughs) I mean, we worked well through that process, but it was just a lot of work. And um, so going from being a full-time treating therapist, because we will both tell everybody we were damn good therapists. And now the challenge is we've got all the other distractions coming in. Um, I'll be treating and somebody will knock and say, I can't get the air on, you know, uh, other issues that happen. So I had to considerably take down my caseload. And that was hard because um, we we are music therapists, occupational big identity crisis, you know, kind of trying to figuring out. I always say what I want to be when I grow up. And the same thing goes with people keep saying, can you please open a satellite? Can you please open a satellite? I have therapists begging me to open one, you know, downtown. And I have to say, stop and say, where do I want to be when I grow up? And what do I want to focus on? And sometimes I feel like when you do too much, you lose sight of what you what you set out to do. And I think our building at In Harmony right now is such a great thing that I, I fear doing too much mm-hmm. will ruin what we have. So, you know, I keep telling people I'm not opening satellites right now. Like what we got is really good. I feel like I am where I want to be when I grow up and I'll kind of expand more into the community stuff and, you know, things like this. And, but you know, we get asked that a lot, (laughs) open a new location, please closer to us. You know, it's just a lot. Our season of life too. I mean, she's got two kids. I got three, like we own the move between (laughs) dance and cheer and basketball and golf and piano and all the activities the kids do. Plus their own like medical stuff that comes up that I've got to maneuver through. And um, so it can be a lot. But the greatest thing is when you walk in the clinic, it's a great place to be. Now, Christy and I, are, we have a good good time 24-7. But walking in the clinic, I, gen- I am genuinely happy to see everybody. My team rocks. Are, I mean, from the time you walk in and see Cindy to walking, you know, working with our billing managers, everybody rocks. So billing managers, you guys take insurance? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I bet that helps out a lot. A lot. Yes. <laughs> it definitely makes you jump through a little more hoops yes. taking yes. insurance, but obviously families um, can't always afford to pay out of pocket. And so, yes, we do take most insurance covers most of our therapies. Yeah. Um, music therapy is a little trickier. I'll put in this plug because we get super frustrated. Aetna, Cigna, United usually tend to cover. Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Georgia. Hello. Where you at, friends? <laughs> I've been hunting you down for years. Um, and we need to talk because um, y'all represent most of our teachers in the county have Blue Cross. And right. it does not cover music therapy. Um, also, Amerigroup, WellCare, um, there's Medicaid that is covers music therapy in other states not in Georgia yet so we have actually been walking that the past few weeks and I feel like we're close but it is 
it that is another aspect that I'm working on is reimbursement. So for music therapy, we partner with the Duet Project, which helps fund because I've told Christy for years, I don't want music to be the rich kids therapy. Right. And so we've worked really, really hard over the years and gotten, I think, $38,000 now in scholarships to fund for our kids. Oh my gosh, that's who amazing. Need music therapy. That's amazing. Megan can attest to the insurance reimbursement. <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's horrible. Yeah, it's and I'm horrible. going after Blue Cross Blue Shield as well. Are you <laughs> Yes. Okay. And, you, and you would think hearing is so right. important in yeah. life, right? Yeah, you'd think. No. Mm-hmm. And what, what's sad is that Medicare doesn't even cover or have any coverage for hearing aids. Mm. So no they way. just, they help with <gasps> testing and that's it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. So yep. we understand your frustration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. We got you. <laughs> okay. Tell us a little bit more, um, Jen, about your music therapy and kind of what a typical therapy session looks like for music. Um, because I know there's a lot of people out there that don't really know, you know, they hear music therapy and the only thing they think is like instruments. So tell us a little bit about kind of what all goes into music therapy and how you'd set that up. So every session is completely different. Um, music therapists are board certified and licensed, um, in the state of Georgia, you have to have your license. That is huge. Um, I can give other examples, but I won't yet. Um, But music therapy, we take an evaluation, which printed is 52 pages. So we're looking at fine motor, gross motor, socially, emotional, academic, cognitive, um, all the aspects that make up the whole person. And then we develop our goals and objectives, much like the other therapies. And then we fine tune a session plan. So generally there's a hello intervention that just helps get everybody regulated. And then we like to move our bodies. We kind of go with the levels of play for most. Um, If we're talking in the pediatric world, we go into like a hello, then we go into a movement, and then we start fine-tuning what we're working on. So it's very different. Um, Some have sound sensitivities. You know, if we're, um, I know your world's hearing impairment, that is completely different population that we need to cater sessions different for. Everything's mostly live music. We're rhythm based, um, very specifics to that. And so we are every week fine tuning what that looks like, but everything is measured and, um, we use music to work on non-musical goals. That's the big the big go home with big takeaway. Yes. Yeah. And then from your perspective, Chrissy, your occupational speech and then what was the physical therapy, physical. Yeah. So, wow, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot <laughs> so, of different things. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you set up your sessions with OT and PT and SLP. So I'll start with speech. I mean, we would work with anything from kids that just can't say their R's or their THs or L's all the way to kids who are, you know, tube fed or trached and are learning to eat again. So you'll see really the gamut. Uh, we work with pragmatic language, which is learning how to speak socially, help in social situations. For a lot of kids with, say, autism, we work, again, with articulation, just working on s- just typical kids who can't, sit, can't pronounce some letters. Uh, we do a lot of feeding, a lot of oral motor work. We work with a lot of language, which is different than speech. Language is more understanding WH questions, who, what, when, where, why. A lot of that kind of stuff is in speech. From a physical therapy standpoint, we do a lot of coordination. We have so many kids that their motor coordination is so challenged, and we kind of may call some of them just are quirky kids or those kids you see on the sports field that just can't seem to catch or throw a ball very well. (laughs) There's nothing really wrong, no diagnosis, just kind of weakness or coordination issues. We do a lot of young kids with, you know, walking and crawling and sitting and rolling, just basics. A lot of torticollis, which is babies that are born 
with a tilted head and they have a tight muscle in their neck and we offer stretches and things like that. A lot of babies actually, it's crazy enough. I think COVID caused a huge influx of torticollis babies because moms sat a lot during COVID and didn't move. So sadly enough, well, not sadly enough, but ironically enough, we have tons of new babies coming in with torticollis. So moms get up and get moving while you're pregnant because it yeah. can definitely that affect. That is so interesting that you say huge. that because my next door neighbor, actually, she had a baby during COVID and the baby had torticollis. It's Isn't insane. That so crazy? I think we have had close to maybe 60, 70 mm-hmm. referrals wow. just in the last oh few months word. with babies who are born with um, torticollis. They usually turn out okay and everything was fine, but those first few months, we got to get them in there. And then from an OT standpoint, we work a lot with sensory, sensory based therapy, which is a lot of movement, dealing with kids who are ADHD, who can't handle loud noises, who can't handle a lot of overstimulation. We work with just basic fine motor skills, strengthening handwriting, strengthening hands, coordination, balance, um, vision, tons of vision. So OT kind of is such a wide variety of things we do. And it's hard to describe it, put it in like a short sentence as to what we do. But we really help kids. The occupation of a child is what they do from pretty much the time they wake up in the morning till the time they go to bed at night. Anything that they can't do during those hours, we help with. We also do a lot of sensory feeding, kids that are picky eaters. Uh, We do that through OT as well. So it's kind of a wide, wide array. And I feel like OT doesn't always, people don't really understand OT because it can really work on so many different arenas. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh Like my mouth is open because I can't even fathom a day like that. Mm -hmm. Like you guys have to think on your feet a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You got to be really creative too. Well, our therapists, I mean, I walk into our gym sometimes they have these things set up and I'm just like, how did you guys are so smart? You know, (laughs) these, this team is, they're just so creative and so smart and the things they come up with just and collaborative. And yeah, they do it together. Collaborative is huge. You can walk around our clinic and you can hear therapists that share a patient talking about new ideas. What did they do today? You know, you go into the kitchen and I love to listen. It's fun. You know, I'm like, oh, what are we doing now? <laughs> um, and so I would say collaborative is really yeah. what helps make us successful, but our patients the most successful. Yeah, and it proves for a really good time too. I think. Oh, always. Yeah, they go oh, there. Always <laughs> and they, our, our clinic is so colorful, and we have tons of equipment. It's suspended equipment for sensory the aquarium. We have a big favorite. fish tank. We yeah. saw that it's last super, time, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" It's great. The kids love it. That love was it. my like goal was for kids to walk in and put the iPads down. That could be a whole other soapbox that go on on iPads and technology overuse. Um, but for, they walk in and they can. Why they're so enamored by the fish? I mean, we have we have washed the cushion, replaced the cushion. We have all the things because that's where they want to be. That's amazing. Yeah, you have the saltwater tank. We it's have a fresh, fresh water tank. There's a reason for that. <laughs> saltwater tank. The fresh water will actually um, like socialize more it. socialize with people than the oh, no salt waters hide from their predators. So we wanted fish that would come out and be like, "Hi, friends." Yeah. So when you walk up to the gas, when you walk up to the glass, the fish literally congregate to yeah. you. So the kids are like, "Oh my gosh, all these fish!" And then yeah. our fish keep having babies. Yeah. So we are <laughs> if every not week. Sushi. Yeah. They, they turn out really cute. Yeah. Sometimes but so there's all these baby fish, and the kids have to find <laughs> them every time, and it's it's really great. So it's just fun. Oh my gosh, you really have thought of everything. <laughs> we try. Wouldn't even think of that. Wow. After you moved a third time to a third <laughs> building, we literally, I think, thought of everything yeah. this time. Plus two women designing. Come on. <laughs> it is very colorful. I 
you have to say. (laughs) So walk us through probably one of your most challenging patients. What's, what's one of the hardest things you've had to deal with? It's actually probably kid Jen and I treated together and she can tell the story because she tells it so amazingly. Yes. Um, this guy was on the autism spectrum and really was just very low. I mean, his heart was just big deep down, but he had a history of very aggressive tendencies. Um, he had pulled a scarf on a therapist, which, you know, ended up being like a strangulation move, I believe, you know, unintentionally. It was just, he was mad. And, um, he would eat glasses. Well, our therapist said, we, we don't know what to do with him. And Jen and I said, we got, we've got, we got this one. We're going to, we'll take him over. We got this. And by glasses, like reading glasses, he would chomp on them and paper. He really just didn't know how to integrate the, the world at all. And so Christy and I would get our, we would do our deep breathe right before we'd be really calm and we could get some really beautiful moments from him. And, um, really get would get him regulated and he loved music he loved rhythm and i still have on my wall he ended up going to a different school he's he's older now this was many years ago and i still have on my wall in my office a little note that's love in in his handwriting from him but we had some stories he would he was a challenge and we would clear the room when we would work with him but nobody else wanted to work with him and Christy and I were like, well, we're really good at what we do, so let's let's do this. I think he did eat my glasses that session. Yeah, yeah. he took, pulled them off my head, and I was pregnant at the time. So Jen's trying to protect me from yes. you know being attacked, yes. but we <laughs> we laughed and we, we were like, we're gonna we're gonna be successful. It took us a few times, but we didn't give up. I mean, and I can remember. I honestly think it was one of the few times I was a little bit nervous to yes. start a session, like not knowing. What's are we going to get beaten up today? Or are we not? But we, <laughs> so we we did a. I mean, we did a really. And he good was job. nonverbal, but we would get him. See, he would sing songs Aww. for us. Once we got him regulated, he was just so dysregulated with the world. So once we got him regulated, <laughs> and we were all safe. Again, we would clear the room. Um, we got some really beautiful moments, and we're like, look, we we don't want to push away the kids that nobody wants to work with. So instead of putting our therapist at risk, Christy and I jump in there. <laughs> it happens sometimes where if we have a really aggressive child, we jump in and because I don't, yeah, we don't want our therapist. If we get hurt, we get hurt, but we don't want our therapist to be hurt. So, I mean, we can, I can remember we have another child who was a runner <laughs> and this child decided to curse us out and run out our front door. Well, we used to have our old building was on 140 by Harmony in the Lakes, and he ran out the front door onto the top of the yes. hill and threatened to run across the street. And stood there and told us that. Oh, yes. and cursed us out and told us how he was running across the street. And we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Because if, tri- if we trigger him, he's going to run. And I was like, I don't remember his name, Joe. I was like, Joe, why don't you come back? I have some Skittles. Like, I have Skittles. He's like, cursing me eyes and like Skittles. So I think we ended up finding $5 and buying an iP- a quick buying an Apple iPad game. And we're like, look, we have your favorite game. He's like, Oh, okay. And he came back and I, I think we both took it. Like we thought we were, and his mom's out there. And I think he ran from his mom actually. Yes. Um, after yes. the session. It was and after we, the session. Oh my gosh. So sometimes we live on the edge and we <laughs> never know. And some kids are beautifully great. And the next day something happens that we don't know. And they snap and something like that happens. So 
we just keep our fingers crossed every day that, you know, that things are going to be boring. okay. Never, it is never boring. But never we boring. do intern. I feel like we have to end on, we, we see some of the most beautiful moments too. Like oh, yeah. Christy and I have walked watched kids walk for the first time mm-hmm. talk, talk for the first time I've heard kids sing their name and music therapy for the first time like that's what keeps us moving mm-hmm. yeah. that's amazing oh it makes my heart so happy I know. To hear all that. <laughs> um, okay well Megan I'll pass it over to you so um, what would be the best referral source for you guys my biggest referral source, because we take most insurances, is a, pedi- a pediatrician. We get tons of referrals from local pediatricians and um, just also get, word of mouth. Yeah, neurologists. Yeah. One of ours is word of mouth. Um, that's the greatest because our our greatest testimony is our family's lives. And um, when mamas are going on the book face and talking about how their kids' lives were changed in sessions— that's our highest compliment. Yeah. Parents have, you know, we get Google reviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. And to have a review come through is probably one of my shining moments. And I always send it to my therapist who they and We comment. text on the weekend then, if it comes in. I'm like, yeah. Chrissy, did you see this yeah. one? Or like Cherokee, there's a new Facebook page called Cherokee Connect. And sometimes mm-hmm. our name will be on there and I'll like screenshot to Jen. Anytime our name is somewhere that we don't expect, even 13, almost 14 years in, like it brings the biggest sense of accomplishment because you like to think you're doing well, but when you hear someone say you're doing well, you just, it, it will never get old. It, it will makes never the snake get old. getting out of the lobby days <laughs> worth it. Yeah. It makes all the nights when the alarm company calls and the alarm's going off at two in the morning. You're yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I got to get up and check the clinic. It makes all the heartaches and all the chaos and chaos can be good and bad. It just makes any, any frustration so worth it. And, um, when you hear a there, I had a therapist just this morning, uh, he came to me and he said, Christy, remember that boy? He's fairly new. And he said, remember that boy the other day that, that w- was running in circles? He's like, look what we were doing today. And he took a video and like the glee in his eyes. And he's no, he probably knows who he is because the only male at our office. But the glee in his eyes, he's like, look at what he's doing today. And Aww. like just that stuff, watching kids succeed and watching the therapist get so proud this many years in, like just still is what I, we, why we I do what we do. I take great pride because my kids, like at school, will go, my friend said they go to your clinic too. Mm-hmm. And I clearly don't tell them if I see their friend in the clinic. You know, they would have to tell them. But my own kids are so excited that because mm-hmm. they think our place is like Six Flags, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can swing from swings and do all the fun things. <laughs> so when their friends say they come too, it's just the highest mm-hmm. compliment. And well, our kids, oh, I was going to say, our kids are exposing, experiencing this world of special needs. And I feel like it's such an area that can be so difficult for kids. So our kids have such empathy and such, you know, graciousness for these children in their own schools. And you hear, I'll hear my daughter come home and say, Mom, I helped this little girl today. I think she's got special needs and I helped her, you know, open her locker. And I'm like, oh, that's what that's our goal in life. So, well, it's extremely obvious that the hard work and the love that you guys put into the company to what it is now, because mm-hmm. we like what I said before, it is an amazing environment when you walk in. So like kudos to you guys. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. So fun. Y'all are like the power duo, and I want to be you guys when I'm older, like, for real. Can I be you when I grow up? Yes, yes, yes. Um, So how would we, how would a new patient reach out to you guys? What is your contact information? The best way is probably um, just giving us a phone call. Um, Our website is always up to date. Our Facebook page is always up to date. Just literally reach out to us any way you can. Email, phone call, 
social media is fine. And then we have a process that's really smooth. It, yeah. You know, it goes through intake and billing. And then, you know, we, it's what I say. If somebody knows us, I'm like, let me know you called because I don't always know yeah. that. Yeah. So what is a good phone number? 770-687-2542. Or you could go on um, admin at inharmonypediatrictherapy.com. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming in because you guys are such an inspiration. I see you guys out in the community all the time. And it's always such a pleasure to talk with y'all. Like when we were at Shmooza Palooza, I was like, she's here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get to talk to her. So I just want to thank you guys for coming. And um, Dr. Uh, Hayden and I are just very, very appreciative. So um, that again, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for everyone for taking time of your day to listen to our Women in Business series. Again, I'm Megan Porter, and this is Dr. Hayden Nunn with North Georgia Audiology. Until next time, have the very best day. <laughs> <laughs>